The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to a bonus edition of the Valentine's News Podcast here on Big Review Radio. I'm your host, Ed Valentine. This show is coming to you on Saturday, April 4th, as we give you a, a weekend edition of the Valentine's Views podcast here to help keep you uh, entertained as you're uh, dealing with the, the quarantine, the shelter in place, whatever you want to call it with the uh, with the virus going on as we all try to uh, try to stay safe and uh, as they say flatten the curve with the uh, with the COVID-19 virus a couple of things for you on today's show we'll be talking to Mike Sando of the Athletic about a variety of NFL topics we'll also have an interview for you with Temple wide receiver Isaiah Wright, who is hoping to hear his name called a little bit later on this month in the 2020 NFL Draft. A couple of reminders about things you'll find at Big Blue View, Giants fans. We're in the middle of our Big Blue View community mock draft. We're going through the first 36 picks in the draft. The 36th pick, of course, is the second pick for the Giants in the draft. Fourth pick overall in round two. We'll go right through those first 36 picks. We're uh, putting up a poll for each pick, allowing community members to to choose the player that each of the NFL's 32 teams will draft. So if you're not participating, hopefully you're at least following along to see how that draft unfolds. We're also giving you, uh, we recently posted positional rankings on both offense and defense. Chris Flum, our primary draft analyst, in combination with with a couple of other writers on our staff, has put those together. Hope that uh, hope that you've seen those. Hope that uh, that you're taking advantage of, of all of that knowledge and and uh, and enjoying our draft coverage, which also has included prospect profiles, uh, tracking mock drafts from around the uh, from around the internet. And also, in in recent days, we've had the opportunity to get on some conference calls with several of the veteran free agent players that the Giants have signed. Hopefully, uh, you've seen the, the stories that, that we've been able to generate coming out of those as we get to know a little bit more about some of the new players that will be joining your Giants for the 2020 season. 
All right, without uh, any further ado, let's get to the first of our two interviews. That one will be with The Athletic's Mike Sando. Giants fans, I'm joined now by Mike Sando of The Athletic as we continue covering the NFL offseason, getting you ready for the draft, trying to let you know what's going on here as uh, as we approach uh, the the NFL OTAs, which we're not going to have, and, and all of uh, all of that that's going on with the NFL. So, Mike, how are you? Uh, you know, very well under the circumstances. Grateful for our, the health of our family's good, and uh, you know, as we spoke a little bit before we started here, if you're covering the NFL, free agency sort of went on. So we've we've had a little bit of a diversion here that. I think it's been welcome for a lot of people, you know, to, it, to just sort of get your mind lost in some of this other stuff that's not as uh, – you can be depressed over a move the Giants made, but it's nothing compared to, you know, what's really going on. That is very true. At least something in our lives has been normal, and, and that's been the NFL, you know, free agency period and, and the lead-up to the draft, not that there's going to be anything normal about the draft itself. Yeah, it sort of remains to be seen how they're going to do that, but I think uh, – I think it can be done. You know, I think I think that can be done, and it feels like it's okay to do it right now. Now it's a fluid situation, and heck, we don't know what the country is going to look like in a week. But uh, right now, I think most people would probably welcome the draft. I think you're right there. Now, Adam Schefter sort of ranted the other day that he didn't think, under the circumstances, that the that the draft should go forward. You know, toward the end of this month, um, it sounds like you know you feel like. Like that's an okay thing to do, you know. Obviously, they're going to do it without fans and all that, but that's you know as close to business as usual as uh, as we can get. And and you're okay with the, with the NFL going forward with that? You know, I am right now. When free agency started, so free agency started on what March eighteenth, uh, maybe was a Wednesday, and on Monday was the first day of the tampering period. And I remember um, sitting down at my desk, and you know, we were hearing. Uh, Brady this and what, what was going to happen that first day I felt like this doesn't feel right I just felt with everything that was going on what are we doing talking about um, sports it just seemed like not appropriate almost you know given the gravity of everything that's going on and then heck two days later I'm you know was really thinking through whether uh, how Brady was going to fit in Tampa you know and I sort of got back into it a little bit and so I think everybody is entitled to their opinion and you're everyone's going to maybe feel a little different to it. I didn't hear what Adam said. I mean, Adam's been a friend of mine for 20 years. I don't know what his thinking is. Maybe he would convince me otherwise. Um, and I think, too, the closer you are to having someone affected, or, you know, maybe if you're even in New York, which I'm not, it may feel like the wrong thing to do. So uh, I'm certainly open to hearing a case against it. But right now, I sort of feel like they've done free agency, you know. Um, Maybe they can do this. Yeah, sure. It's you know, it's one of those things. I think you're absolutely right. Everyone's experience and everyone's feeling is going to be different. But there's also part of me as a as a guy covering the NFL who's thankful for the normalcy. You know, something yeah. something that we're used to talking about th that we still get to talk about. We still get to do every day. Yeah, and you know, so one of the interesting parts to me is uh, the fan feedback has generally been that that I've heard. You know, as we were sort of, you know, we we kicked this off. I'm sure you're doing similar sort of things, but it was like, you know, a, a move gets done and me or someone I work with writes a grade or a report, you know, a quick report on what we think of it or, what you know, how does the guy fit? And I was prepared for the fans to be like, what are you doing? You know, you can't be doing this type of, 
this isn't important. And instead, the feedback I did get was like, hey, thanks for still doing this. You know, it's nice to have something going on that we can think about besides, uh, you know, all the, the bad stuff. So that's kind of where I'm at. And I, and I think that some of that, by, for me, is just dictated by the fan reaction. Yeah, same here. I think that's what we're getting at Big Blue View is, hey, you know, thank you for providing us football content, you know, something something normal. So so let's let's actually throw out a, a normal NFL draft question. A lot of what you do with the athletic, a lot of what you've always done centers around quarterbacks. And now with the Giants sitting at number four, they're obviously not in the quarterback market. But you know the, the sort of pivot point in the actual draft for the Giants might be at number two, where the Washington Redskins are are expected to take Chase Young, the edge rusher from Ohio State. But there's chatter, there's rumors, there are mock drafts where the Redskins either take Tua Tagovailoa out of Alabama or make a trade with maybe Miami for the Dolphins to take Tua. In from from what you understand or the way you see this right now, is that mostly smoke or could there really be yeah. something to that? Okay, I think it's probably probably mostly smoke. You know, I would think just just looking at the you know the Redskins, so they've got a new coach who's a big time defensive guy, right? I mean, he played for the played for the freaking eighty five Bears, right? I mean, you don't get much more of a defensive guy than uh, than Ron Rivera. So right. I would think that um, you know you have this. I don't know if generational is too strong of a word, but right, Chase Young, people think is a special player defensively. So they've already drafted. Uh, Dwayne Haskins, they they traded for Kyle Allen, who knows their offense. Um, I would think unless they just amazingly think that two or one of these guys is just completely life-changing, which I don't get the feeling most teams do, I think they'll go that route. Now, if they can sell the pick and somebody comes in, maybe. But it sounds to me like Chase Young is just too much of a, a, of a special talent to screw around with, right? Just Just take him and move on. Seems like the most likely scenario mike you are just you are just crushing the dreams of a segment of of the giants fan base that that is still you know praying to the football gods that chase young is there at four yeah wouldn't it be great i mean my goodness i, I mean get him and pull a hamstring i guess he wouldn't even have to run to do it now you know, you'd be on a zoom you just hope that the technology be working so that your internet doesn't go out when Gettleman's trying to make the Make the pick, right? I mean, it would be in the first five seconds of the pick. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, but, the... Yeah, I just don't see him getting I, – I don't see him being there at four. I mean, come on. I mean, then the Detroit would take him, right? You know what I mean? I mean, someone's taking him. <laughs> oh, obviously, right. I, I hear yeah, you. Yeah. You know, one of the uh... – one of the guys who who works with you at the athletic, Jay Glazer, who's as as well connected as 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 anybody in this business, in his mailbag yep. the other day, he wrote that you know you mentioned Gettleman, and he wrote that in his view, from from what he understands, this is a make or break year for Dave Gettleman in terms of getting this right, you know, with with yep. the Giants this year, and it's sort of a twofold question. The first part of that is, do you agree? And the second part of that is, should the expectation, should the way the Giants' season gets judged, be looked at differently? You know, if if there is no off season, if the regular season gets delayed, if training camp is is not normal, or or, or is it just a bottom line business? And if they don't succeed, he's out the door. 
It's probably the latter. You know, I don't, I don't think those other those, those other things are things everyone else has to deal with too. So then you get into the comparative thing. You know, so what what will happen is someone will have a great draft, somebody will have a great season unexpectedly, and everyone else, the other owners, will look at that team and say, "Hey, why could why couldn't we be that team that did great in it?" You know what I mean? So uh, that's probably where I see it. And Jay, you know, I mean, Jay, heck, he's been around the Giants. Forever, um, when he said he thought Odell Beckham could be traded, people laughed. Jay doesn't doesn't say stuff. He doesn't just like wing it. So if Jay's saying something about the Giants, I mean, who else? Who you trust more than Jay? <laughs> right? I mean, Jay's not one of these guys who's on Twitter saying a thousand things in a day. The things he says um, usually pretty much take him to the bank. There you go. I I want to bug Jay's phone. <laughs> Jay, I'll tell you a story. I mean, this is how great Jay is. I mean, he he has such relationships with people, in part because he's not in the day-to-day business of having to break everything and tell everything he knows the minute he gets it, right? So he just has an amazing trust built up with people. And I remember one time um, several years ago, I'm a selector for the Pro Football Hall of Fame. And so I was uh, with uh, Cortez Kennedy at the time uh, because he was going to be going to the Hall of Fame and I covered him. And Cortez and I were going into this steakhouse somewhere, um, and we were going to have a nice dinner. And we went in there, and there was sort of this back section, and, you know, Cortez knows everybody, so he, he just pulled my arm, and we kind of went behind this curtain. And in the back, there's Glazer sitting one-on-one at a table with an NFL head coach. You know, And that's just, like, probably a normal day for him, you know? <laughs> that's how connected he is with with. With everybody, he's probably having lunch or dinner with a head coach right now. <laughs> there you go. It's it, it it's not normal for most of us, but uh, you're absolutely yeah. right. I think Jay's been doing this so long that that when when he puts something out there, there's there's something behind it. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, so, uh, yeah. yeah. So we'll see what happens with with Gettleman and the Giants and all. What I what I know is for two years, I've sort of pointed at this off season for the Giants as they finally had some cap space. They have extra draft picks, even though they gave up, you know, the one for Leonard Williams in the third round. I've always kind of looked at this like at some point you have to turn the corner and start looking like you're getting better. And, and for me, sure. the 2020 season was always that. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think it's just reasonable to expect some growth of the team, of the quarterback, and just ha- feeling good about it. And that translates in some way or another to to winning some games. So what they're nine and 23, 28 percent win. Um, since Gettleman's been the GM, I believe. So, um, right, you got to be training better than that. You got to be, you can't have another year where you're picking in the top five. There you go. I think uh, that that'll make that'll make Giants fans crazy. And and you know, just just for once, Mike, just for once, it's been so long since I've covered a good team. You know, please yeah. give yeah, me a break. And I, yeah, and I sort of feel like uh, I would err on the side of giving people more time. So, um, but. And so what? Gettleman's had what? Two years? Is that right? Yeah, two yes, years. Two years. So, so really, you, he should get longer than three years. I mean, just in a perfect world, he should probably get four or five years. I think the the flip on that is, um, you know, the, he's made a number of moves that were highly sort of questioned, right? And uh, not just by one or two people, but just seemed to go against the consensus of what people thought was a good way to do it, which is absolutely fine if you're right and these things don't come to haunt you. So. I think there's probably a little bit more of uh, more to prove, right, um, for him than if uh, it was someone else and he had just been dealt a horrific hand as opposed to moving on from Beckham or, you know, doing the things that he sort of had to do. 
Right. Hey, Mike, let's talk about a couple of other sort of big picture NFL questions. It looks at this point like it would be surprising if NFL teams had anything resembling, you know, an off season. Is it your sense at this point that that we're not going to see NFL teams get together, uh, you know, in any sort of fashion until training camp, if if even at that point? Uh I think there's a possibility that they could agree to maybe have something later than the normal. Like there's usually some June mini camps. You know, may, I, I think that could be a possibility that maybe they get some stuff going in June, change the schedule. Um, but uh, it does feel to me like we're going to get pinched on that. You know, and I'm not, heck, I'm not a doctor. I, I, even the doctors who know what they're talking about don't know the full projection. But mm-hmm. um, I think it's going to be a while. And again, we you know we're we're not doctors, but I didn't know if you if you had any sense of uh, I think looks like the NFL they haven't released their schedule yet, but they're saying that they want to plan a regular sixteen game schedule starting on time. I I think even that's in question at this point. How about you? Yeah, everyone was talking about would there be a seventeen game season. <laughs> Maybe there's a ten-game season. You know, I, I don't know. I think that, I think all the cards have to be on the table in terms of uh, what they're going to do because they they don't know how long they don't know how long the limitations are going to go. I mean, to to do this, you're going to need ninety players together in a locker room with whatever a hundred support people that work in your building, and you have to feel good about being able to do that. So if that's not allowed, uh, then you can't even have games without a without fans, right? Right. Uh, so that's what I'm looking at. I'm just sort of hoping for all of us way beyond a football, you know, world viewpoint that, you know, whatever, there's a vaccine or there's there's something that allows people to resume life as soon as possible. Until that happens, there can't be a season. They can't even get the players together, let alone the fans. Right. You uh, you, you can maybe, you know, learn your playbook and, and, and have meetings over Zoom, but you certainly can't play football that way. <laughs> Yeah. Yep. So I think we're all waiting. And in the meantime, we're covering free agency and, and, uh, you know, if the schedule comes out, I'm sure we'll analyze it. And, uh, those are the things that we would normally be doing. A little bit of normalcy in a crazy, crazy, scary time. Hey, Mike, thank you very, very much for, uh, for spending some time with me. Why don't you, uh, tell folks where they can find your work on Twitter and, and all that stuff before I let you go. Yes, sir. Yeah. Thanks. Sando NFL is my Twitter handle. And of course at the athletic, uh, right now we have a three-month free trial for uh, subscribers, which is really unusual. I mean, to to go, I think, to go that long, but it's just a reflection of what's going on. You know, we want as many people reading as possible, and yet we understand that, um, you know, people probably aren't signing up for new things to pay for right now. So could be a good chance to read some great content. I had a 12,000-word, if you can believe that piece uh today looking at everyone's free agency so you can check that out Twelve thousand words Isn't good that crazy? lord good lord you well, know it's i your team so you can go to your team and read 500 words you there know, you go word. that's 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 what most people will probably do i know i'm gonna i'm gonna scoot right over to the athletic and check out what you wrote about the giants and then if you wrote <laughs> if you wrote bad things i'm gonna send you all sorts of nasty notes <laughs> you can smash me yeah absolutely okay right. thank you all right thanks mike take care All right, lots of interesting stuff there from Mike Sando of The Athletic. Let's take a quick break here for a word from our SB Nation sponsors. When we come back, I'll play for you an interview that I did with Temple wide receiver Isaiah Wright. Giants fans, I'm joined now by NFL draft hopeful Isaiah Wright, wide receiver from Temple, as we look forward to the 2020 NFL draft. 
Isaiah, thank you very much for joining the show. Thank you, Ed. Hey, so um, you, if I'm not mistaken, you did not get a combine invite, correct? No, I did not. Were you were you hoping for one? Did you expect to get one? Surprised that you didn't get one? Uh, you know, just just thoughts on that. Uh, yeah, I was expecting one, and I, well, I was more hopeful. I didn't know what to expect, but you know, things are still going well, so I wasn't really discouraged. But you know, kind of it sucked at one point. Right. So you you did get a chance to participate in the East West Shrine Game, and from everything that I read and everything that I that I heard. Uh, that went pretty well for you. Just kind of describe that experience and and you know the, who you got to talk to there and and you know how you feel like that helped you uh, you know going toward the draft. Well, you know I got to go and compete with some guys that you know were the same caliber of talent, and it was just a good experience just to you know learn from a lot of people like other players like I was down there learning and talking to you know other coaches and scouts, and, you know, they were just telling me to be myself during this and to enjoy it. And sometimes that's what you need because a lot of times, you know, when you're in that process, you t- you you kind of overthink things, and you, sometimes you just need to calm down. I, I would guess, you know, I've never been in that situation, but I would guess that it's it's easy to forget that it's it's a once-in-a-lifetime experience and that uh, that I guess you should take it all in and enjoy it while you're in the middle of it. Exactly. Sometimes when you're in it, it's hard to savor the moment. We sometimes have to come back to that reality so that we can do so. Have you, um, out of curiosity, you know, my site uh, covers the New York Giants. Have you spoken with the Giants at all? Yeah, I've spoken to the Giants. had a lot of good conversations. Um, You know, what did you want to say? I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. You were talking about the Giants, so go ahead. No, I I had good conversations with the Giants. You know, I'm very hopeful. And it was just the experience and a good opportunity, and I was grateful. Good, good. Um, can you, if I was to ask you, you're what about six two two twenty, correct? Yes, sir. And you've been used, you've been used as a as a punt and kick returner, as a wide receiver, as a running back. Um, if I was to ask you to to give me a scouting report, you know, on, on what you would be bringing, you know, to an NFL team, uh, what would you say? I would say I would. I would be bringing um, elusiveness, you know, uh, the ability to adapt. Um, I would be bringing a versatile, uh, consistent talent and, um, you know, somebody that's willing to do whatever they have to do to, you know, learn and move up. And, you know, there are some guys in the NFL now, a guy like, uh, like Debo Samuel got a lot of attention this past year for, for being able to do a lot of different things. Cordero Patterson has, has made a career out of, you know, being a wide receiver, being a, a running back, being a kick returner. I think Ty Montgomery's done some of that. Do you see yourself as, as that sort of a versatile sort of offensive weapon, you know, more than I'm a wide receiver or or I'm a kick returner or whatever? Um, I see myself as someone that is, you know, versatile in the sense of wherever I'm needed, I can play that position. You know, a lot of times people want to just – play that specific position and you know I, I always had a love for the game where I just wanted to be on the field whether that was being punt return kick return receiver, you know what I'm saying I just right I just love that feeling of being on the field and dribbling and the possibility of making that big play so however I could get on the field was how I was trying to get on the field right so 
so you, you talk about, you know, we, we mentioned the fact earlier that you didn't get an invite to the combine. So do you feel like in the fact that, that you're not able to, to run a traditional pro day that the, you know, with, uh, you know, with, with the virus going around, NFL, you know, teams are, are shut down and scouts aren't traveling. Has that, does that hurt you at all? Or how are you dealing with, you know, trying to get your name out there and get your film out there uh, you know, for NFL teams at this point? I think kind of what's going on right now and, you know, the corona and everything is just kind of showing us how we should have, like, faith over fear. And I haven't allowed any of that to discourage me, you know. I put the work in, and I know, you know, I know what I can bring to a team, and I'm just hoping that, you know, someone else sees what I feel like I see. And like I said, I just have faith over fear. I'm not going to allow myself to be overwhelmed with things that I can't control. Have you been able to, you know, since the shutdown, have you been able to talk to any any NFL teams or uh, or anyone from from you know NFL offices at all? I know some. Yeah, some there's. To, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. I talked to a couple of teams. Not. Oh, I talked to a couple of guys. You know, and they were just telling me to not allow these times to discourage me because I have good film. You know, and people recognize my talent. So again, I say I just continue to grind and allow my and allow myself to have faith in times that are trying right now. Well, hey, before I let you go, I have to ask you about one of your teammates, a guy who I know Giants fans are interested in, uh, a guy who probably is looked at as maybe a day two prospect. I wanted to ask you about uh, about your thoughts on, on Matt Hennessy and you know what kind of teammate he is and, and what kind of an NFL player you think he might be. Well, you know, Matt Hennessy... That's the type of guy that you know is going to come in. and He's going to get his work done. You know, he's not there to play. Uh, he knows what he's trying to accomplish, and that's what he set his mind on. And Matt has been like that since we've been freshmen. So, you know, I'm excited to see what Matt is going to bring, you know, in his, in his uh, showing. But uh, for the Giants, I think you should be, you know, excited to get somebody that is that hardworking and that determined. And I think that would be a great talent and a great fit. All right, Isaiah, thank you very, very much for spending a few minutes with me. Appreciate that. Best of luck to you. Hopefully, uh, hopefully you'll, you'll hear your name called uh, in the draft later this month, and, and if not, hopefully you'll land somewhere uh, with an opportunity to make a roster. Thank you, Mr. Valentine. That means a lot, and I appreciate you giving me opportunities to come on the podcast and you know, talk to you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one. That's our show for today, Giants fans. As always, thank you for listening. Stay safe out there, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye.